Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Do you want to be healthy and live a long life? How many people want to have a lot of medical bills? How many people want to be in a hospital? On the operating table? It's not fun to go through surgery. <laughs> We want to be healthy. We want to receive healing from God, protection from God. We want to live a long life. Thank God, He is our healer. He is our physician. And it is His will to heal us and to keep us healthy, long life, live a long, long life with good days. That is His perfect will. But we need to do our part. Even though God is sovereign, He can do anything. He has the highest authority and power in the universe. But at the same time, He depends on also our decision each day. What we do with our life. If you study the Bible carefully, you can see the word "if" in the Bible a lot. If it means you make your own choice, He gives you the freedom of choice. I choose life. I choose blessing. I don't want to choose curse and death. I want life. So I study the Bible so that I can understand what is the will of God for my life. And I pray that our members will live a long life and in good health as well. After being a Christian for 40 years, I have learned so many things in the Bible and experienced a lot of healings from God, both myself, my family, and my patients and people around the world. Two days ago, I got the testimony from England that this lady she suffered from chronic neck pain for one year. And the doctors say that you need to see a specialist and need neck surgery. But thank God, she decided to come to our revival service in Grantham in England. And she came to me and said, "I have this suffering pain. Could you please pray for me?" I lay hand on her neck and command in the name of Jesus by faith. After the pray, the pain went away and never came back, and she's still pain-free to today. Who healed her? Jesus healed her, not me. I just do my part. What the Bible say? I taught the first lesson on this a couple weeks ago, called 12 Instructions for Divine Healing." In the last session, I talked about six instructions. What the Bible say? So that we can receive the healing. I'm the type of man who like. Principle. I like to know the principle of God, and I follow the principle of God. The reason I'm that type because I'm a neurosurgeon by background. When I open somebody's skull, when I treat my patient, I need to follow the medical principle. Otherwise, my patient can die or have complication, paralyze, or lose vision, or become disabled because I don't follow the principle. In the same way, God gives a spiritual principle in life so that we can follow. 
And when we follow the biblical principles, we can have life and blessing and victory. Last time we learned six principles, six instructions from God how to live a healthy life. And if the sickness attacks us, we can be healed. Our life is a life of fight. We need to fight. That's why God called us the soldier of Christ. We fight against the devil. We fight against sinful nature. We fight against the world system. I'm talking about the sinful world system, not against people. And we fight against the curses and the problem in this world. We fight by faith, which means we exercise faith in God and the promises of God. And we obey the principle of God. And when we keep fighting, we're going to see the, eventually the victory. God gives us victory through Christ Jesus. But we need to learn how to fight. When I was about 14 years old, I met a girlfriend. And she is my wife now. Don't follow my example. All those young people, 14 years old, I already met a girl. <laughs> and she's so beautiful. And at that time, there were a lot of guys try to chase after my girlfriend. Some of them is a Thai boxer. Some of them is a judo fighter. So at that time, I thought, oh, wow, I need to learn something. I need to learn martial art. I went to join the Taekwondo class, Taekwondo. So I was learning Taekwondo until I got to third degree black belt. So that, that when I date my girlfriend, all those Thai boxers cannot hurt me because I know how to fight. But thank God I never fight with anybody. In the Taekwondo, you need to learn how to fight. So the key is when you make a fist, you need to make your hand this way. You cannot do like this. You need to really bend your fingers, go down, put in, and you punch with this two knuckle. You know how to stand. You know how to kick, how to protect yourself. In the same way, when you fight against things in the world, according to the Bible, you need to know how to fight, how to punch, how to protect yourself. That's why the church needs to teach you the Word of God so you know how to fight against sickness and disease. Last time we learned about number one, in order to fight against sickness, number one, simple repentance. If we know we sin against God in any way, any form, Repent right away because sickness is one of the ways that God disciplines His people. When we sin against God, God's protection is gone. So sickness can attack us. So we can see that in the Bible so many times people got sick because they kept sinning against God. Number two, we need to forgive others. Last time we learned that unforgiveness Open the door for the torturers to come in. Last time, we also learned that the way God heals people is by receiving the laying on of hands. God used the laying on of hands for healing. That's why you need to build your faith and you learn how to lay hand on your relative and friend to get them healed. That's what happened in England in October this year when I lay hand on that lady named Lily. I lay hand on her. And she got healed from her neck pain. Not only that, we learn that in the New Testament, God put the anointing on a piece of cloth. And that piece of cloth sent to somewhere else because the sick person cannot come to the meeting. So we send a piece of cloth with the anointing on the cloth 
to go and heal and cast out demon from people. I'm not going to go into detail. Number five, we learned that sicknesses can come from demons as well. There are demons of sicknesses. Therefore, many times when we want to heal somebody, we need to cast demon out of them. Maybe some of us have insomnia. We have to cast out insomnia. Mean cannot sleep. You have a hard time sleeping. Cast out the demon of insomnia, and then you can sleep. Number six, in order to fight against sickness, we need to build faith. How can we build faith? We need to listen to the word of truth. Listen to the anointed sermon. Keep building faith. So that we can command sickness to go away. This is the reason why I work so hard to produce a lot of anointed teachings, so that you can feed yourself with the word of God, and your faith will keep growing and growing. I'm that type of man. I study the Bible. I listen to teaching every day. I keep building my faith because I know that I can have victory by faith. So we need to keep feeding our spirit with. The word of God. Now we're going to learn the last six principle in the Bible. According to the Bible, how we going to live a long life, heal from sickness, and live in a divine health without sickness, and live a long life together. Look at James chapter five verse fourteen. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Another biblical way to receive divine healing is listen carefully. Call the elders. Why call the elders? Okay, let me explain a little bit. If you have some sickness and you can go to church, I recommend you go to church to a meeting and get prayed for. You don't sit at home watching TV and say, Pastor. Hello, come to my home and lay hand on me. Okay, I don't want to waste the gas money. No, this scripture talk about people who are sick and bedridden, sick people who cannot go to church, cannot get out of the bed, cannot drive to church, and because they cannot come to church, they cannot go to the meeting to be prayed for. They say, "Hello, pastor, elders, can you come to visit me and anoint me with oil?" This scripture talk about people who cannot go to church. The elder will anoint with oil. How can you have the numbers of your pastor and elders? Hmm. If you read the Bible carefully, it means every Christian should be a committed member of a local church. That your pastor know your name and recognize your phone number. I never pick up phone when I see strange number because. I don't want to get involved with spam. According to this scripture, every Christian should commit himself to a good local church. You know your pastor' name, the phone number, and he knows you. And when you get into trouble, you can call him, and he can come and pray for you, lay hand, and anoint you with oil. Actually, that oil is just symbolic of the anointing or the presence of the Holy Spirit to build faith. Holy Spirit, heal me, the Spirit of Jesus. So the pastor lay hand and anoint with oil. So you call the pastor or the elder to come and anoint with oil and pray for you when you are too sick to leave the house and to go to church. 
So this is one way. Okay, be a member of a church. You know your pastor. The pastor knows you. Know your name. You get involved, and when you need help, you can call, and he will come and anoint you with oil, and you can be healed. Sometimes I visit some members who get sick, and we pray for that member, and anoint with oil, and later on we heard that they get better. Uh, but sometimes I cannot go because we live far away. I just got a text message from. Another city in another country, even this man served God with me for a long time, and he got sick, so sick. I have to put the voice on the phone and pray for him on the phone. Let God the voice and send to him. I just got message this morning from him from another country. He said that I listened to your message, received a prayer from you, and I watched your clip in the YouTube, sending fire in the YouTube. So I lie down on the bed. Listen to the YouTube of sending fire. The fire of God touched me. He said, within a few hours, he got healed, Amen. totally healed. Wow! When I read that, I praise God. I cannot go there to anoint with oil, but at least I use the technology now. We put the script about praying for people in the YouTube, and people can pray with me in the YouTube. You call the elders, you report to him, and he'll come to you. Or he can send the voice to you, or anoint you with oil. James chapter five verse fifteen, number eight, number seven. Call the elders who come to visit you and anoint you with oil and pray for you. Number eight, James chapter five verse fifteen. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Another way that God heal people. Is to pray by faith. You pray by faith. You call your friend, or you call your pastor and say, "I'm sick." And could you? The pastor is too busy to come visit you. We can we pray together, but pray by faith. You can pray on the phone. You can pray together in a prayer meeting or whatever, and you pray together by faith, and the sick shall be healed. No lay hand, no oil. Just pray. Call your friend up. Call the brother and sister in the care group. That's why I want to encourage you to join the care group. So when you need help, at least you can send email to the care group leader and the members in the care group and say, "Hey, you know, right now I have back pain. Could you all pray by faith for me?" And they all pray, and you get healed. We get a lot of report, good report in the care group all the time. The care group pray for somebody who have trouble and God answer. It's good to have a group of people that close to you, know you, know your name, and pray for you on a regular basis. We need to pray for one another. Amen. How many people believe in the power of prayer? We can pray. Amen. We we cannot lay hand. We at least we can believe God. That's why Matthew chapter seven, seven to eleven say, "Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish?" Will he give him a serpent? 
if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Is divine health good thing? Does God want you to be healthy? Does God want to heal you? What do you need to do? Ask. Pray. You pray for yourself and you ask brother and sister to agree with you. When you pray in agreement, the Bible says, when two or three pray together in agreement, in the name of Jesus, I will answer. We need to have some close friend in the church, friend who have faith. Your close friend should be Christians who have faith, and they can pray with you for your problem or your sickness. And when you pray together in agreement, God answer, and God can give you victory and healing. It's so clear. We need to pray. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. I tell you, you can pray for anything. Wow, blank check. You can pray for anything, including healing. And if you believe that you have received it, it will be yours. You can pray for anything. It's amazing. This is what I learned. I can pray for anything. On Friday night, I was looking for a parking spot in Waikiki Beach area. It's all full, filled up. And I was thinking, where am I going to park my car here? We pray, God, we're going to find a parking spot. And the Holy Spirit led Pastor Da to tell me to turn right, to go that direction. And eventually we find a parking spot. Just Somebody just left at that time, I think around 10 p.m. So you pray even for the parking spot. You pray when you get sick. You pray when you have a symptoms. When I began to have a symptom, I pray and command it to go away, right away. Pray by faith. Everyone say, pray by faith. faith. Amen. Not only that, not only pray by faith, not only call your leader or elder to anoint you with oil, visit you, pray for you. Mark chapter 5, 25 to 34. Let me read the story and explain to you. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and has suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was, so, but, and was no better, but rather grew worse. Wow, this lady is in a bad condition. Spent a lot of money with doctor and the condition, her medical condition kept getting worse. When she heard about Jesus, everyone say, hear. How does faith come? Hearing. You heard. You hear. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him. She did not even talk to him. She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. In that generation, when you have this kind of bleeding from the womb, You are very discriminated by the society. You don't want to tell anybody. So she secretly went through all the crowd. She did not tell anybody in order to touch the garment of Jesus Christ. And look at next verse, verse 28. For she said, you remember the Bible said, faith, you need to confess. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. If you want to have salvation, you believe in Jesus 
you repent of your sin, and you confess that Jesus is your Lord. This same principle of believing and confessing uh, apply to everything in your life. When I want to sell the house, many years ago, at that time, the market crashed, and I could not sell my house. I stood in the kitchen, and suddenly faith came on me. The house is going to be sold in six weeks. I did not just say it. I did not even think about it only. But I confessed with my mouth, my house will be sold in six weeks. I confessed with my mouth. This lady followed the biblical principle. For she said, if only I may touch his cloth, I shall be made well. She said, she believed, she said, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she fell in her body. What did she feel? She feel the power of the anointing of God. Let me explain to you anointing later on. She fell in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, Jesus also fell. Jesus was walking. Somebody touched like this. Normally, you don't feel anything when people grab on your garment like that. But Jesus also fell immediately knowing himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude trunking you, touching him because he was walking with hundreds of people there. And you say, who touched me? And he looked around and see her who had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her come and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith. Everyone say faith. Faith. How can faith come? Hearing. Hearing. And after you have faith, you need to do what? Confess with your mouth. Had made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. This story teaches about healing too. Yes, this woman heard about Jesus, heard the good news, heard that Jesus healed so many people. She began to have faith. She confessed with her mouth and then she took action. She did not call Jesus and say, hey Jesus, you know, I just want to stay home. Can you come to me? I'm too busy cooking right now. Can you just come to my house? No, she went to meet him. She went out to meet him. You need to take some action. She went. And what happened in that healing process? She touched the garment of Jesus. And what flowed into her? Again, the anointing can be in the voice. The anointing can be in the hand, can be in the cloth. That is the garment of Jesus in his cloth. She touched. And what happened? The anointing flowed into her and completely healed her immediately. So the ninth way to receive healing is to come into the anointing. What does it mean? The anointing means the presence of the Holy Spirit with power. When the Holy Spirit anoints somebody, 
the power is on that person. And when we talk about anointing, we talk about two parts here. You are the one who received the blessing from the anointing, or you have the anointing, and the anointing flow through you to bless other people. And you can be on both parts. You can be the carrier of the anointing, and pray for people with anointing, or speak the word with the anointing. Or you need help. You need the power. You need miracles. So you go to the place where is there is the anointing. Go to a man with the anointing, a woman with the anointing, and receive the anointing or the power, tangible power of God into your life. I give you example. I understand about the anointing quite well. Sometimes when I go to church service and I know I have some sickness, I cough or have some sore throat. When I worship God, I say, God, you promise us. Why worshiping? The presence of the Holy Spirit would show up, which means the anointing would show up. The presence of the Holy Spirit bring the power. God touch me in this service. Boom, gone. I got healed instantly during worship because the anointing touched me. But sometimes you go to the man with the anointing and say, "Could you please pray for me?" Lay hand on me, and the anointing touch me to heal me. As believers, we need to understand the subject of the anointing. This has happened all over the world, especially in the group of people who speak Thai, because I'm more famous in Thailand than America and other countries. So, to, as I say, the anointing can be in your voice. The anointing can be on you. You remember the story of Peter, that Peter was so anointed that when the shadow of Peter fall on people who were sick, they got healed. Actually, it's not about the shadow. Don't misunderstand. The shadow is not that important. But what it means is that he walked close to somebody and his shadow fall on that person without even lay hand. The anointing on him touched that person, and that person got healed. The anointing can. Come from we call proximity. When you get close to somebody who has the anointing, the anointing is called oil or rivers or living water. It can flow out from a man into another person. When I first became a pastor and I went to a meeting and met a very anointed evangelist, he's so anointed, and I went close to him to say hi to him. Hi, pastor. Who? Ah. I feel the anointing on him. Oh, <laughs> I need to stand far away from you. Otherwise, I'm gonna fall under the power because the anointing is so strong on him. So, anointing can come to you by proximity. The anointing can come by the voice. Anointing can be in the service when you, people worship God together. When you come to church to the church service like this, don't just worship, just sing to God. La 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 la. You need to say, anointing, touch me, feel me. Come on, me! Don't do this as ritual. You ask for the anointing to fill your life, and the anointing can make you rich. Amen. The anointing can heal you. The anointing can give direction to you. So when you worship, anointing the presence of the Holy Spirit, come on me, touch me, fill me. Voice proximity, cloth 
the garment of Jesus, handkerchief, by the laying on of hands. That's the reason why so many people send me the message on the YouTube that they got here while they're listening to our teaching on the YouTube. Because the voice that like that gentleman in another country that I shared a while ago, he was lying in the bed, listened to my prayer in the YouTube. I pray for people to receive the fire. And he got healed by the anointing. Everyone say, the anointing healed me. Isaiah 10.27 It shall come to pass in that day that his burden, the burden of a person that come from the devil, the burden can be sickness, can be financial problem, can be curses, will be taken away from your shoulder. And his yoke, the yoke of Satan, from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Do you want God to Set you free from the joke, from sickness, from curses? Yes. How? Yes. The anointing. That's why our church believe in the anointing. And we believe in imparting the anointing on people. Because the anointing can set the captive free, can break the joke in people's life. Amen? Amen. When I came up here a while ago to worship, you know what I pray in my heart? God anoint me today. <laughs> More, and then right away, when I pray that, I feel the presence of God came on me. I feel the heat came on me. God anointed me. Because I know I, as a man, cannot do much. I'm a human being. The Holy Spirit, the anointing of God, is the thing that can help you, not me. We need the anointing to heal, to set the captive free. Okay, that is number nine. Number ten. Let me read from Exodus chapter 23, 24 to 26. I cannot read from three versions, and you can understand. Exodus 23, 24 to 26. You shall not bow down to their gods and serve them, or serve them, or do after their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break down their pillars and images. This is from Amplified Bible. You shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless your bread and water. I will take sickness from your midst. None shall lose her young by miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the numbers of your days. How many people want to die young? How many people want to live a long life? Fulfill your days. I talked to Pastor Da that some of you may think that Pastor Lao is going to be gone soon out of this church. No. I'm going to be here for a long time. If you don't like me, you have to bear with me for a long time. <laughs> Exodus chapter 23, 24 to 26. Easy to remember. Exodus 23, verse 24 to 26. You must not worship the gods of these nations or serve them in any way or imitate their evil practices. 
Instead, you must utterly destroy them and smash their sacred pillars. You must serve only the Lord your God. If you do, I will bless you with food and water. I will protect you from illness. There will be no miscarriage or infertility in your land, and I will give you long, full lives. Okay, New King James Version. You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their works. But you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and He will bless you, your bread and your water. I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the numbers of your days. What is the ten key instruction to receive healing, live a long life, and divine health? You need to make sure you get rid of your idols, and you serve only the Lord. If you do that, He will keep His promise. He will take away sickness from you. He will bless Jaya that you ate. He will bless. The water that you drink, and he will take sickness from you. I came from Buddhism, therefore I had a lot of idols in my life before I became a Christian. All, all, all kinds, all kinds of idols. I throw them away. I burn them up, and I have only one God, and I only serve God now. In America, no, I came from Thailand. I had idols, but in America, your idols can be house, car, rental home, money, computer, games. Don't get mad at me. Social media. That's right. And you're so addicted football. You're so addicted to those things, and you serve them. You don't serve God. And if you get sick, don't blame God. And if you live a short life, don't blame God. Make a decision. Yes, you can enjoy your vacation home. You can enjoy your money. Nothing wrong about being rich and have money. You can enjoy some computer game. You can enjoy your computer. Yes, but make sure they are not your God. Make sure you serve the Lord, not serving other things. I know this is a hardcore teaching. Some of us love money so much that we never want to give to anybody. We're just hoarding everything. We don't want to share with anybody. We don't want to help the poor, the widow, the gospel. We just love money so much. We are under the bondage of loving money. And if you live a short life, don't blame God, because you have your idols. You serve money, you don't serve God. I know this scripture is so important. Make sure get rid of your idols. And serve only the Lord. No other things become your God. Are you mad at me? Are you listening? 
Some of you not look at my eyes. You sit like this. Brothers and sisters, believe me, not worth it. Have only one God in your life. Don't have idols. Don't have other gods. And make sure you serve the Lord. You call Pastor Caesar. Pastor Caesar, what can I do in this church? I want to get involved. Call your care group leader. What can I get involved? I want to serve God. Don't just be a pew warmer. Sit there. No, serve the Lord. Get involved. And you serve him. You treat him as your God. He promised you. He will bless the food you eat. He will bless the water you drink. And he will heal you. And he will give you a long life. That's why when people say, Pastor Lau may leave this church soon. No, I'm not. At 100 years old, I still stand here and preach. I still have good knee. I'm not leaving. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay, that's number 10. Number 11, two more. Number 11. Hmm. Okay. In the book of Genesis, chapter 20, Abraham passed through a city named Gerah. The king of Gerah named Abimelech. Abraham said that Sarah, his wife, is his sister. And he even said that Sarah was born from his dad, from another woman. So he was afraid that somebody going to kill him. Because I believe Sarah was beautiful. I never seen Sarah, so I don't know. He was afraid that somebody going to kill him to try to take away his wife. So this is my sister. King Abimelech heard that this is his sister. I like mm, Sarah. So he sent his men to get Sarah to the palace. In other words, he wanted to take Sarah to be his concubine. So he took her in. The Bible says in the book of Genesis, God was upset with Abimelech. And God came into his dream and warned him, this woman has a husband, don't touch her. God was mad at him because Abraham was a man of God. But he made a mistake, he lied. Can a man of God make a mistake? Yes. I can make a mistake too, but I need to repent. And God cursed that household that his whole family could not have babies. Look at what happened. Genesis chapter 20, 17 and 18. Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his slave girls. So they, or the whole household, including slave girls, could not have a baby, became infertile. They could have children again. For the Lord has closed up every womb in Abimelech's household because of Abraham's wife, Sarah. When you learn about this story, make sure don't play game with God. Amen? Don't do anything that sin against God. Pastor Dan, I'm very sensitive about this. Can I share with you quickly? I hope Pastor Dan would not mind. I went to Europe for a mission trip from England to Switzerland. After that, I want to stop by Greece in order to take some video. But part of that trip, 
definitely consider personal time because I don't preach; I just go record video. And the fund that rent rent the car, the hotel, everything come from the mission fund in Thailand. The pastor who arranged that used the mission fund in Thailand. So right after that. I talked to that pastor. Could you please give us the number, how much for the hotel, the car, everything, after the service in Switzerland? He sent us the number, and I and Pastor Da say, we will pay back to the church. We will not use that mission fund money for our own trip to Greece. We don't want to cheat God even one penny. Today I wrote a check, put it in there. If I keep my mouth shut, I don't tell anybody. No one gonna know. You will not know. Pastor in Thailand will not know. But who knows? I will not cheat money in this church. Anything personal, I pay. I will not use church money. Why? Because I don't want to sin against God. I want to live a long life. I want God to bless this church. I don't want you to have a crooked pastor, cheating money, cheating tithe, and offering everything. No, God, I want to be a righteous man, a man after God's own heart. You see, God punished Abimelech because Abimelech sinned against God. Genesis chapter twenty-one, verses one to two. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as He had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what He had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age, at the very time God had promised him. What I try to tell you this story: Genesis 20, Abraham prayed for Abimelech for healing. One chapter later, God healed Sarah that she could get, have a son. What does it mean? You reap what you sow. One of the way to receive healing is to pray for the sick. Somebody email you that person is sick. You right away, okay, I'm gonna pray for this person to be healed. You know why? Because when you pray for the sick person and the person get healed, you get healed too. I read the book of Pastor Joe Austin, mom. I think Dodie Austin. When she was diagnosed as having liver cancer, the doctor told her to live only six months. Instead of lying in the bed and feel pity on herself, she went out to pray for the sick people in her church, and she got healed. Because we reap what we sow. You bless people, you pray for people, and God heal you back. Amen. This is another way to get healing. Number eleven. You learn something. Yes. Number twelve, Psalm chapter ninety-one, verse one. Wow, I need to hurry up. He who dwells in the secret place or the shelter of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The Bible talk about shelter, about canopy, about wing, about cover with feather under the refuge, shield around you. Talking about Protection, God' presence to protect and to give you victory. 
Psalm 91 verses 9 to 10. If you make the most high your dwelling, everyone say dwelling. dwelling. It's a picture of you walk under the wing of a mother hen. Under the wing, you're under some protective thing, the shield. Even the Lord, who is my refuge, then no harm, including sickness, will befall you. No disaster, the pandemic cannot touch you, will come near your tent. Verses 14 to 16, I try to show you. Because he loved me, say the Lord, I will rescue him, rescue from sickness as well. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life. How can you have a long life if you get sick all the time? It means God keeps healing you, protecting you from sickness, from cancer, from fatal diseases. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Salvation includes healing. Soso includes healing. This scripture, Psalm 91, talk about living your life under God's shadow, under God's wing, in the dwelling place, in the fortress of God, in the protective power of God, under the shadow of God. One of the keys to be protected, to be healed, to live a long life is to put yourself in that condition. And how can we do that today in the real world? Matthew 16, 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Hell cannot come attack people in the church. Successfully. Okay, let me read a few scriptures and make conclusion for you. Ephesians 5.23 For the husband is the head of the wife, and as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. The Bible called the church the bride of Christ, the family, the body of Christ, the army of God. All this terminology, army of God, or the bride, or the family, or the body, or the army, all this terminology has one common factor. The factor is that you are in there. How can you become a part of family if you keep moving around on the street and never come home? How can you be a part of the army if you're not in the army. Is that right? You need to be there. Two, it means commitment. You need to be committed. When you commit your life to a good, biblical, spirit-filled local church, you are under the shadow or under the wing of God. And you shall receive healing and protection. Parents in this room, I learned one thing in the past 40 years. I talk to the parents right now. I learned that your children follow your footsteps. If you are yo, 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 yo in the church, criticize your pastor all the time, have bad attitude against the church, you always criticize, your kids listen to you. 
Hmm. Okay. My daddy and mommy very negative against the pastor and the church. You know what happened when they turned 18? They gone. They will not stay in the church. But I noticed that all the parents in this church who are committed, who love God, who love the pastor, who serve, who are faithful. When the kids grow up to be 20, 22, 21 years old, they stay in the church. Because they follow the footsteps of their parents. Therefore, you know, I'm so sad when I see the kids walk away from God and walk away from church because the parents are goofy, goof around. Because the kids going to go to hell. Because they walk away from God. Start from the parents. You need to commit. First Corinthians 5. I'm sorry, my message is strong. I hope you forgive me. First Corinthians 5, 1 and 5. This scripture clearly say that when you are committed to a local church, you are under God's protection. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that does not occur even among pagans. A man has his father's wife. A man committed adultery to the stepmom. Hand this man over Satan so that the sinful nature may be destroyed and his spirit saved on the day of the Lord, saved on the day of Jesus' come back. This scripture means this way. Apostle Paul wrote the letter to Corinth, the elder and pastor in Corinth. Hey, I heard that that man committed adultery with the Stepmom, this is crazy. You need to discipline him, kick him out of the church. He cannot be in that church anymore. Kick him out. Discipline that man. So that when he gets out of the church, he will be attacked by Satan. And he shall repent. What we learn from this scripture is this. When you are in the church, commit your life in the church. Don't hop around. It's so clear. When people ask you, what, what church you are a member of? Uh, I don't know. That is not good. Yes, I am a member of New Hope International Church. What is your pastor name? Pastor Lau. If you cannot answer that question, you say, I don't know. I just hop around from church to church. You are not under the wing of God. You are not in the body. You are not in the family. You are out there floating around and the devil look at you. Oh, no protection. I can attack you with sickness, disease, financial problem. I know my message is strong, but I follow the Bible. You need to have a clarity what church you belong to. Commit to that church. And when you are under that wing, under that umbrella, you are protected. Thank God in this church, we rarely see people have big surgery. Or if people have cancer, they got healed very quickly. People live a long life here. I rarely have to perform funeral ceremony in this church for a long time. Rare. Because you are under protection. And that is one of the reasons I don't want to sin against God as a pastor. I don't want to cheat anything because I want to protect you. Because if the pastor starts to sin, he's going to float from hell, not heaven. If I sin, hell is going to come on me and go to you. No! I loved you. This church has to be pure, holy, protected. 
Bless. Amen. I'm taking this seriously. Very serious. I want you to live a long life. Blessed, rich, prosperous, successful, under the protection of God. Psalm 92, verses 12 to 14. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. How can you flourish? How you can live a long life, satisfied, long day. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord, in the church, shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. Do you want to live old? Amen. Or do you want to die young? No. You need to plant yourself in the church. Bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Let me read one more. It's not in the paper there. God showed me yesterday. First Corinthians chapter eleven twenty-seven on. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Sin against the body. What is the body of Christ? The church. Listen carefully. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. You need to examine yourself. If you sin against God, please repent right away when you take communion. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. Many people die young. Why? In that generation of Paul in Corinth. Because they did not consider the church. They mistreated the church. They did not commit. They gossip about the pastor. They come to, to church and eat food first. They don't consider their brother and sister. My brother and sister, if you want to live a long life, you don't want to die young with sickness, please love the church. Commit to the church. Love your pastor. Don't speak negative against the church. Don't have attitude. Love. Treat people with respect and honor. Treat one another. Respect the church of God, which is not, a, I'm not talking about building. I'm talking about people. If you want to live a long life, make sure you treat the body of Christ with respect, with love. Don't destroy. I and Pastor that will not destroy any church. Will not touch any church. It's not my business to criticize any church. Our job is to build them up. Not to destroy the church. Jesus loved his church. He laid down his life for the church. So we should commit to a local church, love the church, serve, love brother and sister in the church, and you will be protected, and you will live a long life. You will not die too soon. You will not die young and get sick. Amen. This is in the Bible. So clear. The relationship between you and the church. Some people die young in this scripture. Are you mad at me? No. Do you like the truth? Yes. Twelve things you need to do. Twelve instructions. Let me make a conclusion. Number one, repent of our sin. Number two, forgive others. Don't hold grudges against anybody. 
Number three, receive the laying on of hands in the name of Jesus Christ. God may use different methods to heal you and me. Can be one of the twelve or two of the twelve, three of the twelve. We don't know, but there are many instructions. Four, use an anointed piece of cloth to touch the sick. Five, casting out demons. Six, build your own faith to fight against sickness in your own body by listening to anointed teaching. Seven, call your church elders if you cannot go to church. To come to visit you and anoint you with oil and pray for you. Eight. Ask people to pray by faith for you, and you pray by faith for yourself. Pray the prayer of faith. Nine. Get into the anointing, touched by the anointing, either through a man, a woman, or in the presence, in the worship time, or come close to people with anointing. The anointing heal the sick. Ten, get rid of idols in your life and serve the Lord only. Eleven, pray for others who need healing and you will get healed. Twelve, commit to a biblical, spirit-filled, righteous church. If you can do all this, you can live a long life. You learned something today. Amen. Praise God. Father, I believe, Lord, you are willing to heal people. It's your will for us to be healthy, strong, live a long life, flourishing in old age, keep growing, doing the things of God. Father, Help us to remember these 12 instructions. How to receive your supernatural, divine healing, divine health, protection, living a long, satisfied life, Lord. Lord, we're going to practice what we learn. For those, Lord, who are sick right now, we believe and ask you, Lord, you show up, touch them. Your anointing, but take away the yoke, destroy the yokes in their life, remove the burden from their shoulder, heal the sickness. Lord, help us, Lord, not to have idols in our life, not computer game, not money, not materials. We only serve you all the days of our life, Lord. I don't want Father to see anyone in this church or those who are watching in a live stream get sick or die too young. I want to see them live a long, blessed life. They are like a cedar tree planted in the house of God and they shall flourish at old age. Help us, Lord, to learn how to receive your anointing, how to walk by faith, to pray by faith. Thank you, Lord. Teach us each day, Lord. Heal the sick, Lord. Use us, Lord, to lay hand on the sick, and the sick shall be healed. Anoint all of us, Lord, so that the anointing will flow out of us to heal people, Lord, to set the captive free. 
Use everyone, Lord, in this church to be the blessing to people like Abraham, to Abimelech. Use us to heal people, Lord. You say, go and preach the good news, and in my name, you lay hand on the sick and they shall recover. Use us, Lord Father. We believe and declare, all of us will live a long life. To the good old age, like Job, like King David, like Abraham, when he was 120 years old, he still climbed up Mount Nebo. He was so strong that he could even get up on the mountain. Lord, we see example in the Bible, and we can have the same thing: good health, strength, long life. And we're going to serve you. And one day when we meet Jesus, you will say, "Good and faithful servant." Lord, help us to discover our gift and calling. All of us will serve you all the days of our life, Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. To make sure that Jesus is your Lord, let us confess together. Father in heaven, Jesus is my Lord. He is my Savior. He was raised from the dead on the third day. I will serve Him all the days of my life. He is my healer. He is my provider. He's my shepherd. He's my protector. Lord Jesus, I loved you. In your name, I pray. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. friends.
Let's go. 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 Let's go.